Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Do the Pastino Show. We got an excellent guest today, an A-gamer from Chive Charities, Brian Mercedes, the executive director. I'm, I've been freaking excited waiting all week for this. Um, I know Brian and, uh, you know, he has a lot to offer and we're, we are excited and honored to have him on the podcast. Brian, welcome. Hi, Ron. Thanks for having me. I'm really excited about this too. Uh, just excited to get into this. I love what you're doing here and, um, yeah, let's, uh, let's jump right in. Yeah. It's a, Brian, like, tell us about yourself, where you're from, like, um, family, et cetera. Yeah. So I am a Midwest boy through and through, uh, was born and raised in Indiana, uh, middle, middlest child, uh, five kids, um, from the same parents. And, uh, you know, we were all athletic growing up and, uh, you know, I tried to do well in school, tried to learn from what my brothers did wrong and what they did right. And, <laughs> um, ended up going to, University of Dayton for college, uh, have a marketing degree there, uh, got a minor in Spanish, which, uh, my older brother who went to Notre Dame, um, he ended up asking me as I was kind of finishing up my time there, if I wanted to move to the Dominican Republic with him. Uh, and my dad's originally from the DR, uh, and I didn't really have any jobs lined up. So I was like, Hey, you know what? I've always wanted to get to know my family out there. So you know, out of college, moved out to the Dominican Republic for what I thought was going to be six months, turned into four years. <laughs> so um, got to really learn Spanish, my family over there, um, and then eventually kind of missed family back home. So uh, moved back to Atlanta, Georgia, ended up getting a job in corporate world with a, a healthcare company there um, in finance. And uh, from there, uh, kind of reconnected with my now wife, Emily, uh, who's from Fort Wayne, Indiana as well. And we kind of hit it off. She was living in Nashville at that time. She ended up moving to Atlanta. Uh, we, uh, reconnected on new year's, uh, back in 2010, 2011. Um, and you know, the rest is kind of history sparks flew emotions ran high. And, you know, I knew I was going to marry her pretty soon after, um, if not in that moment. And, uh, you know, we'd always been friends, but we finally came together. It was one of those instances where everybody around us is like, yeah, we saw that years ago. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. And that kind of parlays into, you know, the, the next, uh, part of my life, which is, you know, where we're, what we're talking about today a little bit, um, which is Chive Charities. Um, and her, her brothers actually started, the uh, company called The Chive. Um, it's a media company. It's been around since 2008. And uh, Emily actually left her job, um, you know, back in 2008, 2009 to start the female version of The Chive, which was called The Berry. Um, and at that time, you know, The Chive was fledgling. It was grassroots. It was underground. This really cool uh, yet weird community. In fact, it was just kind of coming to grips with what it was. Uh, nobody could really explain what it was, but there was just, there's just this energy with the community. Um, it was funny photos. It was funny videos. It was 
beautiful women. It was memes. It was uh, all of that before there was, you know, Facebook was big. It was before Instagram and social media. So, you know, as a consumer of content, you would go to a Buzzfeed, you would go to a college humor, you would go to a chive uh, and, and you would kind of, you know, share those with your friends through email and, and laugh with your buddies and, oh, yeah. uh, and, and it kind of, you know, where there wasn't social media, there was this comment section that became the chive community. Um, and that's kind of where, uh, you know, the, the community aspect, it went from just being a media company, a website that you went to look at photos of beautiful women and laugh with your friends to becoming something a little bit bigger. Um, and that's kind of where, uh, you know, the community evolved, you know, there were, there were people just kind of connecting online and, and, you know, making jokes about funny photos and, and things like that. And then there was, you know, these women that were kind of, you know, a part of the community too. So you felt like you were connecting with people, even though it was online. And then the weirdest thing happened back in 2010, 2011, uh, people started to connect offline. And, and this wasn't anything that John and Leo, which is Emily's uh, brothers, nothing that I don't think was planned, but, you yeah, know, yeah. Facebook was starting to become a little bit bigger and uh, you could, you could start these communities on Facebook and, there just organically uh, popped up a chive on Chicago. So it was just, a, a you know, 5,000 people that really love the chive. Oh, and cool. <laughs> they started yeah. a Facebook group. Wow. Yeah. And then there was chive on California. And then that grew from 10,000 to 15,000 members. And then before you knew it, there was over a hundred of these chapters. And then there was 200 worldwide. And it was, and again, this is nothing that... <laughs> the chai founders were doing it was such a powerful community that people were they wanted more it became a lifestyle brand and then people started wearing the keep calm chai on shirts and the bill murray shirts that they started to make and uh you know keep calm chai on started to become a rallying cry um and then the coolest thing happened in uh it was like 2009 2010 where there was a uh, volunteer uh, uh, volunteer rescue squad out in Fluvanna County, Virginia. Mm-hmm. They uh, were losing their government grant. And, you know, where they were, Fluvanna, the, it was like 60 miles from the nearest city. And so, you know, there's no fire departments, there's no rescue, there's no EMS. You know, if they lose their government fund, they're going to have to shut their doors and lives are literally on the line. Right. So uh, Kenny George of Fluvanna County uh, Rescue Squad writes, you know, he's a chiver, which at this point, you know, fans of the chive were calling themselves chivers. And he wrote John, which is uh, my wife's brother, um, founder of the chive, wrote him a letter saying, hey, you know what? We lost our government grant. We're going to have to close our doors. People are going to be in trouble. Lives are on the line. I don't know what you can do, but can you help us? John's like, well, shoot, man, I, I don't know, but I've got this big megaphone. I've got a couple million people a day that are going to my website. Like maybe they can help. I, I don't know. So wrote this story and uh, the call to action, like he just kind of put like a, a link to their PayPal account. And uh, he's like, you know what? what, what's the one thing that you guys need? And Kenny 
said, there are these families that are in trouble. And um, the number one thing that we love to do for like these families and these kids that, you know, if you're a kid, you don't want to ride in an ambulance. It's scary. Right. So what makes that experience a little bit less intimidating? Um, And what they love to do is give these pink teddy bears and these teddy bears to these kids that are riding in these uh, ambulances. Yeah. And uh, Sean was like, Hey, you know what? Maybe we could have people donate teddy bears too. So he writes the story, says, Hey, you know, I don't know if you can do anything for us, but, uh, there's this volunteer rescue squad. They could really use $30,000 to keep their doors open, save lives. And Hey, by the way, like they need teddy bears too. (laughs) Here's the address. Click publish as if it was the same as like a beautiful women post or, uh, uh, you know, a funny photo gallery and lo and behold, in less than 24 hours, they had raised over $30,000 single-handedly saved the rescue squad. And within a couple of weeks, they started to get hundreds of teddy bears showing up at their door (laughs) to this day, the rescue squad, it's still open. So it's, um, really, really unique. And that was kind of the genesis of what became Chive Charities and this, this cool community that, you know, if you look at College Humor and like, you know, these different websites, like that's what sets the Chive apart is there's this cool community that's behind it. That's a force for good. They want to make a difference. Oh yeah. Like Brian, I like, I'm addicted to, you know, scrolling the the Chive. It's, it's so unique and, and, uh, entertaining and, uh, you know, interactive, like it, it becomes addicting, but it's, it's cool. Like it is a community. You become part of the community by, by, uh, you know, just scrolling through and, and looking all at, at these funny memes, et cetera. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so what, what is Chive Charities focus and, and does Chive, uh, Chive itself assist with showcasing on, on candidates that you take care of or market, et cetera? Absolutely. Yeah. And I guess this kind of, you know, rolls into, um, you know, that Genesis story that I was talking about. And, uh, you know, back in 2012, uh, John and Leo kind of approached me. I was engaged to Emily at this point. And they're like, hey, you know what? Like at this point, they had done a couple more. And at this point, they also started to coin the term flash charity campaigns because that's what it was like back then flash mobs were a thing. And so, you know, this was like the charity version of that. So we called it a flash charity model. And uh, you know, they, they looked around and said, you know what, this is, this is really something unique. Nobody else is doing this. And we love the way it makes us feel like this could be the legacy of the chive. Um, And what really sets us apart, like, yes, you're wearing a shirt, you're looking at, you know, a post of beautiful women, but, this is why you're doing it. It's because you want to make a difference in the world. So, you know, they approached me with, uh, you know, what should Chive Charities be? And can you help us start this? Uh, we know we want it to be a 501c3. So uh, at that time, you know, I was working in finance for a healthcare company and I was like, hey, 100%, I'm going to jump in. I've got a passion for this. Like this uh, sounds like such a cool idea. Yeah. And they kind of looked back and said, okay, ever since we've started to help people, here's what the requests are. Cause once you help people, other people see that they've got this huge megaphone 
And, you know, they started to get requests for support. And we looked around and there were kind of like three to four areas that we wanted, we, we thought were underserved. Yep. And uh, those were veterans, military families, first responders, and people with rare medical diagnosis. Um, and, and that's kind of what Chive Charities became. So the mission statement was, you know, obviously we're a 501c3 dedicated to supporting veterans, military families, first responders, and rare medical diagnoses with life-changing grants. Um, and that, that's key because, you know, we looked around and at that time, there were a lot of these brick and mortar traditional charities that, you know, were taking in a lot of money and you weren't seeing the results. You weren't seeing mm -hmm. the tangible evidence and the impact. Um, you know, you saw a lot of marble fountains, you saw, you know, <laughs> bloated right. salaries and things like that. And that wasn't right. Um, so we knew that we had this amazing community that really bought into the lifestyle of the chive and they wanted to make the world a better place. So we wanted to help out all of our underserved communities. Um, and, you know, the chive where that's so huge is obviously they have the community, but they've got that megaphone. So at chive charities, we write a story every single week. And this is kind of what made us different in the beginning is we would connect you to the cause um, through the individual. And in learning about that individual, their life story, their trials, their tribulations, what inspires them, you become inspired. You want to make the world a better place. You want to tell your friends. You want to learn about something that is forgotten. You're going to learn about, uh, you know, first responders who have, you know, PTSD uh, just as much as, you know, veterans. You're going to learn about these rare diseases that you could get tested for with a $30 test. And you can do something early on, whereas if you wait, uh, you know, it could be a life altering disease down the road. Um, we had people in the beginning that were doctors that would chime in in the comments and, and they were telling us like, this is incredible. I didn't know that this disease existed. I'm going to send this to all my colleagues. Wow. So we were educating people and making a difference through inspiring content, through inspiring stories. Um, and then just displaying the impact. So if you donate $50 to Chive Charities, you're going to see that wheelchair that Zoe got. You're going to see the, um, the treadmill that Ron, uh, you know, was able to uh, yep. get through his grant through Chive Charities. Um, and then we're not going to forget about Ron. We're not going to forget about Zoe. We're going to show you how are they doing, you know, next week, two months, 10 years down the road. And it's not always going to be rosy. There's going to be some ups, there's going to be some downs, but you're with it and you're with us together and we're kind of on the journey together. Yeah. I, I got to tell you, Brian and, and, uh, audience, um, Jive is one of the most ethical, um, upstanding charities that I have uh, come across and, and I have experience with probably 40, um, they're, you know, top, top notch, one of the best in the world. Um, can't say enough about you, Brian, and, and the collective team and, uh, you know, John and, and uh, the executives of uh, Chive. Um, so, so this is very cool, Brian. Like, you know, the, the, the founders asked you to start this, basically, and you got to learn uh, the 501c3 and, and putting this basically a, a company together. 
And so there's a lot of moving parts in this organization. You're running a company. Oh yeah. It's, it's a business. And oh, yeah. uh, what ways and how do you and the team provide the outreach and, and what was the learning curve? Like you, you probably had the, you know, there was a, probably a lot of grind in the beginning. Like I can imagine you were drinking from a fire hose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. To put it mildly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was, it was kind of a struggle in the beginning. Uh, obviously, you know, one of our missions is to do the most good for the most, you know, the biggest amount of people that we can. Um, and, and we talk about real impact on real lives. So, you know, we don't want to come in with a, you know, $30, $50 gas card. We want to, you know, our average grant is $30,000. Um, so it's, it's truly life-changing impact. And so the, the struggles in the beginning were, you know, we've got this cool community. Now, how do we leverage that community so we can do more good more often, display that impact and, um, you know, just make the world a little bit better place because we're helping individuals and uh, we're not going to change the world, but, you know, can we make the world 10% happier? You know, I think so. We can make our recipients' lives 10% happier. We can make our viewers, our readers, our donors, our stakeholders, we make their life a little bit better. Um, so that's the mission. And so early on, the challenge was like, how do we, how do we <laughs> make money, right? Like any nonprofit, yeah. how do we get the funds to help these individuals? And obviously we've got the storytelling mechanism, but what we did early on was come up with kind of a subscription model. Um, oh. And, you know, we knew that uh, the chive was selling these t-shirts and the t-shirts at that time, they keep calling chive on the Bill Murray t-shirts. They would print something like a thousand of them, 5,000 of them. And they would release them. They would let the public know like, Hey, these are going on sale tomorrow. And it was an event, uh, you know, the early days of the chive all the way through 2016, 2017, you would have to be there refreshing the page. And if you didn't buy your t-shirt and check out in 30 seconds or less, you know, those 10,000 t-shirts were gone. <laughs> um, and it was kind of the scarcity model. So we, we modeled a little bit after that um, to where we, we came up with, you know, different giving levels. You get $10 a month, you get this. You get $25 a month, you get a t-shirt. You $50 a month, you get early access to these hard to get t-shirts, hundred dollars a month. You get all of that. Plus you get to come to the green gala where you get to meet the lives of the recipients that you are, are helping, uh, which we think is, is a pretty cool and unique thing. But uh, you know, lo and behold, people latched onto it. And uh, you know, pretty much from day one, we had a few hundred dedicated monthly donors and we've kind of grown that over the years. And now we're sitting at uh, right about 3,600 monthly donors. Um, which allow us to give $30,000 a week away. And we couldn't do what we do without them and our sponsors and our partners. And so that was, that was probably the hardest thing. And then also I would say kind of the setup um, when you're looking at a 501c3, there's a lot of paperwork. You got to wait on the IRS. You remember back in 2011, 2012, 13, like government shutdowns were happening. So we applied for our 501c3 uh, status and didn't hear back from them until 2014. So two years later, we finally got our 51 c 3 um, approved. There was no reason to think that we wouldn't, but, um, you know, there, there's just things that I've learned along the way that, you know, I could have sped up the process and, and things like that, but no, nah, like I, I'm just so grateful to my team, 
Um, I've, I've been blessed to have amazing coworkers and, and partners and John and Leo with their support, you know, the Chive, such a great partner. Everybody that works at the Chive is, you know, if we, if we ask them to jump, they want to know how high and they help us out. And we've been fortunate enough to, to be really lucky with our partners and our donors. Yeah. I'll tell you, I, I was fortunate enough to, uh, you know, go down to the Austin office and, and meet the uh, whole Chive team, yourself and your team uh, from Chive Charities, just selfless, selfless people, fabulous uh, team you got, uh, the whole collective team and uh, the support that you provided me personally uh, was humbling. Um, <laughs> yeah. Don't sell yourself short, man. You, uh, <laughs> you are very inspiring. Uh, I know you had some, um, uh, not run-ins, but some frustrations, uh, obviously leaving, uh, the, your first responder career, not the way that you necessarily wanted to, um, you know, lung issues and things like that. I'm sure things that you've uh, talked about in, in past podcasts, but what was that transition for you? Like, um, if, if I could be so yeah. full, ask like going from, you know, uh, military to first responder to like just straight up civilian life. Like that must've been something difficult for you to, to overcome. Yeah. Like Brian, it was, uh, uh, I was a little excited at first, like, all right, Hey, there's a, here's a new chapter and all right, here's corporate world and business world. And, and, uh, I, I think I have something to offer to bring the structure that I, that, that I learned in, in the government sector and, and running, you know, 55 people in, in special operations. Um, but then the reality set of, uh, Hey, I'm not going on these cool missions and, you know, and, uh, um, you know, it's about numbers and it's about this and, and it's not, uh, as flattering as everybody thinks it is. So it was very tough, um, uh, doing that. It took about two years to really get through that transition yeah. Of, uh, you know, go, getting, going through some dark times, man, like for real, but the perseverance and, uh, you know, fortitude and tenacity, man, those three words you, you is a common theme along this podcast series is what got me through it. And a couple individuals that would keep in touch with me and, and kind of, you know, check in, you know, even if it's a two minute phone call, uh, checking yeah. in you know, you, you just don't know really how important those things are to, uh, to others. Yeah, Brian. So, um, but also not feeling sorry for yourself and, and pulling yourself out of those dark moments and seeking the help, um, and being your own self advocate. And, and that's what led me to meet you, Brian, right? Like, yeah, uh, absolutely. you know, like literally web searching, Google searching for assistance and, and, you know, running into those uh, organizations that are make, you know, making the marble fountains where I'm rolling my eyes at and like disgusted. And then finally, you know, run into, to, you know, Chive Charities and Boot Campaign and Infinite Hero. So, uh, yeah, that, that's. Yeah. 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 And, and then, you know, I feel like, you know, obviously two of our biggest categories, uh, helping veterans, military families, and, and also first responders. I, I feel like a lot of people, um, are in your shoes and, and they struggle to 
to connect and to adjust to civilian life. And, and that's, you know, one of the biggest things or one of the hardest challenges we have is we want to help and um, that outreach uh, you, you can ask a veteran if they need something, but nine times out of 10, even if they need it, they're not going to, they're not going to ask for help. You can ask a first responder, you know, like, I, I know you're struggling this, uh, you know, sometimes we have families and friends send us links and like, you got to talk to this guy, his family's really struggling. And then we contact them and it's like, no, no, you know, somebody else needs to help more than I do. And that's, that's the, the struggle is, uh, you know, these are people that have dedicated, devoted their lives to changing other people's lives, to helping others. And it's just so difficult to reach out for help. Um, and it doesn't take much. Um, but, you know, <laughs> in, in terms of like making a difference. Yeah. I, I ran, in it, uh, ran into this exact scenario like a week ago, um, you know, a buddy of mine, uh, you know, needs a little assistance and, and, uh, he's like, oh, I'm not that banged up. Somebody else could, could use the assistance. And I'm like, dude, you can't think like that. Like you need the assistance and, and, you know, do the right thing for yourself. Like that's what this, these programs are for. So exactly what you're saying, Brian, is a lot of the first responders and military EMS fire, um, you know, they're selfless people and they're always thinking of others first and they're less apt to seek that help when they, when they actually should be seeking it. Yeah. Or, you know, in your, your position, you were forward thinking, you were Google searching, like a lot of veterans and, and first responders, first of all, they have that barrier to get, to get past that. Like they don't feel comfortable asking for help, but then also they don't know where to look. Um, right. And they don't know what's available out there. They don't know that there's a chive charities that will build a handicap ramp for them or do a accessible, uh, you know, bathroom renovation for them or purchase a uh, ADA accessible van. You know, these are things that insurance companies look the other way. You know, they shouldn't, but, you know, they're, they're life changing items that, you know, nobody is is covering, but we're in the position and we want to help. We want to have that life-changing impact service dogs. You know, they are a lot to train. They, they cost a lot to, to place. We'll help with that. Um, treadmills, you know, replacing a roof, getting rid of mold, you know, uh, we're here for that. And, And there are other resources out there and organizations like you talked about, like boot campaign and, um, you know, some of our partners and things like that. Like we are literally asking each other, like, do you have anybody that needs help? <laughs> you know, we've gone to boot campaign. They send us people, we send them people. There's a limited amount of people that will ask for the help. So I think part of the mission is just the reason we tell a story of a Ron Pastino. The reason we tell all of our individual stories is that, you know, we want it to be okay. We, we want other veterans and first responders to read those stories and say, you know what, if Ron can ask for help, like I can ask for help or like, Oh, I didn't know that was possible. Or there's this community that will have my back. Um, and, and you know, that's what we're, what we're here for. Yeah. I got to tell you, like, you know, when, when, uh, you guys took me under your wing, like you take, like, it's for real. It's not like, 
you know, you're not like BSing. Like I still am in touch with you and Corey and you yeah. know, the whole collective team, you know, they'll ping me every once in a while and vice versa. Mm-hmm. And uh, you actually feel supported and, and part of a team and it's impressive. Yeah. You know what? We got to bring you to the green gala. <laughs> Coming yeah. up <up> November. <laughs> absolutely. I'll wear my green chive t-shirt. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> so, uh, uh, you know, it's interesting, you know, you really put together uh, a, a badass business, man, like this, uh, you know, 501c3 chive charities and, um, and there's words behind how you did that. And, you know, I'm curious what your word is. Yeah. My, my word would have to be passion. You know, it's, uh, it's my why it's, it's the, it's the why of John and Leo. It's, you know, you start with your why, obviously. And I I think for our donors, they have a passion to make the world a better place for my team. Uh, you know, we have a passion to change lives, um, in a meaningful way for our stakeholders, our partners, um, you know, for our recipients, they have a passion uh, you know, you see it time and again, they want to pay it forward. You know, it's, it's contagious. And it's funny how if you bring passion to your team, to everything you do in your job, to the stories that you write uh, for the recipients that we help, that catches fire. And, and yes, we're maybe it's a $30,000 grant today, but like, uh, we've got the saying, you know, ripples make waves. So, right. you know, we, we, write this story and it ignites a fire, you know, the, the ripple effect of somebody who reads that, who maybe doesn't even donate, but shares it on social media, sends it, you know, to their friend, who sends it to their friend who wants to come in and help even more. And, and before you know it, you know, you are helping over 500 recipients uh, like we have done and, and you're raising $18 million total donated to these causes. And, in 10 years. And it's, you know, you kind of look back and it's like, wow, how did we get to this point where we are now? And, and don't get me wrong. I, you know, in, in the grand scheme of things, I think our story is just getting started, but oh yeah, you know, it was that, it was that first ripple. It started with Fluvana County and, you know, those waves are now sizable. And uh, we've got, we've got a community that helps us make those ripples, our, our newest ripples that are going to become waves. And, you know, we're, we're not going to stop. That's fantastic. Uh, that, that says it all passion. And that, that goes with all your donors and, and uh, you and the, the team. I mean, everybody has the passion and uh, the selflessness too. Yeah. Uh, Bryce, you got anything? I, I just have one question from like a business standpoint. What is one piece of advice you would give to anybody trying to start their own charity or to start their own business? Just one piece of advice you would give to them. Wow. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I think it goes down to, to passion again, like find what you're passionate about because you can't. All right. I, I will say that there's a fake it till you make it kind of thing that, you know, we even employed with Chive Charities and the Chive, but it started with passion, right? Like, <laughs> John and Leo started the chive. They wanted to connect people. They wanted to uh, bring people together. And it just so happened that like something greater than just a website came from that. Um, And chive charities was born. Um, But, 
you know, you may think that you see an opportunity and you're going for it for the wrong reasons. You got to be in it for the right reasons. And that starts with the passion. So, um, yeah, I, I guess that would be, you know, there's a lot of technical things yeah. that I could go into with especially starting charities and yeah. So uh, just basically sort of, just do what you love and the money will follow. Type exactly. Of thing. Yeah. Do, yeah. Okay. And, and yeah, uh, for us, you know, create that community, get surround yourselves with people that want to make a difference that have similar passions as you and want to make a difference like you do. Absolutely. Uh, that's, that's one of the things that I hold dearest to my heart is you are the product of the five people closest to you. So surrounding yourself with the people that actually care about you and actually want to see you progress as a human being yeah. are the people that will truly make a difference in your life. So that's great. Uh, that's great feedback guys. Uh, well, we have a uh, WWRD question, Bryce. Yes, we do. Um, I have a busy home life. How do I stay motivated? WWRD. Oh, I love this one. Um, great question. Uh, looks like that came in from Matt S. Uh, Matt S., thanks for the uh, question. Hey, man, like I always say that <clears throat> my kids were my hobby when I, when I was raising them and everybody has a busy home life and all you got to do is stick to your protocols and, um, have that discipline to whether, you know, the meaning behind this is, Hey, do I stay motivated with, with working out or motivated with, uh, whatever your, you know, your hobby is or your passion is or what have you is you just got to kind of balance it out and, uh, be disciplined and actually uh, persevere through some, some of those, you know, moments. And like, I didn't want to work out this morning really. And I just did. You could just got to take the step. Um, Brian, you got anything? No, I mean, that's, that's uh, I've got a fourth kid on the way any hour now, I would say any day, but my wife is uh, having labor pains as we speak. (laughs) So if uh, you know, that applies to me more than anything, but like, to me, part of my why is my family. Um, and you know, it's, uh, sometimes it's the opposite where I gotta, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on at work. I got to disconnect and, you know, really be present. So be present and, uh, and mindful and everything that you do, whether, you know, work time is work time. I'm a big advocate of, you know, the team taking their time and disconnecting, um, because work, especially with technology today, can be ever, you know, ever present, all engrossing. And um, yeah, so that's kind of my thing is just kind of be present in the moment in everything that you do, whether you're at home with family or at work, uh, make the most yeah. of it. Yeah. Uh, excellent feedback, Brian. Bryce, thank you. Everybody, uh, we appreciate you jumping on this podcast with uh Brian, Bryce, and I, and uh, Brian, really thank you. Um, And thank you to Chive and Chive Charities and the collective team. Um, Awesome, awesome, selfless people with a lot of passion. Well, thank you. It's been been a pleasure, and I know we'll be in touch. Can't wait to see the the great things that come from this podcast and what you've got on uh, going on down the line. Uh, Thanks, Brian. Everybody, we will see you next week. And remember, do...